Hi folks, FPL General here recording another episode of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm recording on Tuesday the 10th of September, so hopefully, like me, you're surviving this international break. I feel like I say it every time, but it feels like the longest one ever. I swear they're adding on days. Every every international break that comes, they seem to get longer and longer, but struggle on another couple of days and before we know it we'll be we'll be sweating over clean sheets again on on, on saturday afternoon so gonna follow follow the same structure as usual uh we finally have a couple of 59th minute shout outs we had to wait until game week four for them so i'll start with those very quick review of game week four feels like a long time ago now uh, a bit of a watch list update five or six questions from twitter and then just finish off with captaincy and transfers for game week five so first of all 59th minute shout outs go to it gives me great pleasure to give you this first one ross barkley a lot of people talked about him going into game week one quite a few people went for him uh, i think he i think he came off in the 57th minute in game week one uh but game week four he got the dreaded 59th minute substitution for it for another one pointer um so yeah i really enjoyed that one because he I fell into the Barkley trap last season, so I'm happy to be calling him out on the podcast this season rather than having to look at him in my FPL team. Alongside Barkley, the second name that is going into my... I'm going to keep a list of of all these players this season to keep track of it, because last season we had a couple of players, uh, I think Glenn Murray and Pascal Gross, who were sitting on two two shout-outs for, for quite a while. So I'll keep track for this year to see can someone get a get a hat-trick. And if they do, I'll have to I'll invite them on to the podcast then. So Eric Lamella at Spurs, 59 minutes as well. And, and like Barkley, he's, he's had a couple of early substitutions. Yeah, I think it was game week three, Lamella uh, came off after 61 minutes. So both of those players are, are highly likely to get more uh, more shout-outs this year. So keep, keep an eye out for those. And as always... If you're watching the games, once that clock gets close to to 60, keep an eye uh, between 59 and 60. If anyone gets hauled off, send send me a tweet just to make sure I don't miss it. A quick review of game week four. So I banked my transfer going into game week four. Didn't have any major issues. And as I've said on quite a few podcasts so far this season, that's the first thing I'm always going to try and do this season is ask myself, can I bank a transfer? And, and anytime I can, that's what I'm going to do. So this was, um, I banked a transfer going into game week two and, and I banked a transfer going into game week four as well. So hopefully I'll be able to make that a, a bit of a pattern uh, as long as I can avoid you know injuries and suspensions and things like that. I've been lucky so far. I know a lot of people have been stung by the likes of Martial and those guys, but thankfully I've been on the right side of those this season. Laporte's another one, whereas last season I was, I was on the wrong side. So hopefully my luck is starting to turn a little bit this season. 60 points, uh, captaincy call, got the captaincy call wrong again, got the captaincy call wrong every week so far, so I, I went for Salah Sterling to start the season, and I said in my I said in my pre-season podcast that I'm going for Salah and Sterling because it takes the stress out of the captaincy for the first couple of weeks of the season, but it's actually caused me more stress than anything because every week so far, whichever one I go for, if I go for Sterling, Salah outscores him, go for Salah, Sterling outscores him, so hopefully game week five will be the first game week where I can get that call right. Uh, I'll talk about that when I come to the captaincy at the end of the podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, a, a sterling blank, uh, disappointing in, in, in a four-goal game. Just wasn't on it, but hopefully game week five he will be. 
Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, 13 points. So very, ha- very happy I, I took action and got him in. Uh, when I did watched, I watched him for Belgium last night against Scotland as well, and it was just, it was just an absolute masterclass. Now Scotland are not great uh, by any means, but uh, De Bruyne was just a masterclass. Three assists, and then topped it off with a, with a goal towards the end as well. And I'm just a very happy owner. Uh, and I think anyone who doesn't own him, that's probably your priority. You've got to be looking at ways to get De Bruyne in because he's just he seems to be on a different different level this season. He's determined to make up for lost time. Uh, obviously, he plays for the best team in the league as well, so he's a no-brainer. You know, no player is essential in FPL, but if, if there was one at this point, I would I would say it's De Bruyne, given given his price and his form. Uh, who else did well for me? My def- my four defenders did well game week uh, game week four. Alexander Arnold with eleven. Robertson that was fi- nice to finally get a clean sheet from those two. Hopefully, they'll do the same uh, in game week five against Newcastle. Sinchenko clean sheet as well, and Lucas Dean no clean sheet, but as I called him on Twitter, he's the postman. He always delivers. Got a nice assist for Richarlison's uh, headed goal. So good performance from the defenders, uh, finally, uh, you know, across the board, all four delivering. Um, blanks from Nick Pope in goal, uh, to be expected uh, against Liverpool. Blank from John McGinn, Timu Puki, and the biggest disaster of all, Diogo Jota. So deja vu from this time last year. I had Jota for the first three or four game weeks last season. I've had him the first three or four game weeks this season and the exact same thing has happened. He hasn't delivered and his price just keeps on dropping. So he is getting booted out the door this week. Uh, He's not gone yet. He will be going uh, towards the end of this week. And again, I'll I'll come back to that when I talk about transfers at the end of this episode. Um, So overall, I'm sitting on 246 points after the first four weeks. That gives me a rank of 362k overall. Rank means very little at this point, unless you're 5.5 million, which my which my sister's uh, or which my sorry my my wife's little brother is sitting at because he uh, I hope I hope he doesn't listen to this because I feel terrible. But he in game week two he he made he took a minus 80. Thought he thought he played his wild card, but obviously didn't activate it. So it's uh, gonna be a long season for for Jack. So as I said, hopefully he's not. Uh, listening and if you are listening Jack you know there's always next season so moving on to the watch list now um, as always I'm just going to mention I'm going to mention about five players I've added to the watch list after game week four and then just a couple that I've removed and the reasons why so starting with the players I've added Richarlison I mentioned them uh, he scored a brace against a sat long ago I can't even remember now I think it was against Wolves Everton beat Wolves 3-2 first goals of the season for Richarlison so he's, it took him you know a bit of a slow starter this year uh, but you know got a brace so he's on the radar now again I'll need to see a little bit more from him uh, 7.9 million he's, he's an awkward price to get to really um, so yeah he's on the watch list for now and, and if he can if he can score a couple of more goals and, and chip in with some assists he'll probably be someone I look to I've had good had good times with Richarlison in the past, so I would like to be able to go back to him at some point. But again, I'm not going to get him off the back of just one game. Uh, Richarlison's teammate, his new teammate, Alex Awobi, uh, impressed me in that game as well. 
Um, he's a player I've never rated very highly, but it's probably because you know he never really got a fair crack of the whip at Arsenal. He never got enough game time to show what he can do. And obviously Everton see something in him. They paid you know, what, 25, 30 million to get him. So Marco Silva obviously uh, likes him. Uh, I think I think Awobi's going to be. Uh, I think Awobi will become a, a popular FPL asset. I think he's only around five point nine six million. I should have checked that before I started recording. But he's he's a lot cheaper than the likes of Sigurdsson uh, and Richarlison. So again, he's one I'm going to keep a close eye on. There is a bit of competition there with Bernard and maybe one or two others as well. So again, I, I probably want to see maybe three or four starts, a bit of consistency from Awobi, uh, but definitely one one for the watch list for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Manchester United player now, uh, probably the only Manchester United player that is on my watch list uh, is Daniel James. So going into the season, hadn't ever seen this young kid play before, wasn't expecting too much from him, expected him to be more of a you know an impact player from the bench, which he was in game week one. Uh, but you know, given that we've we've let Lukaku go, we've let Sanchez go, and we haven't really replaced them, so. There's very little competition for for Daniel James now, and he's he's made the he's made the position his own. He scored three goals in the first four games. Uh, I think he scored again for Wales last night, although it was against Belarus, so I wouldn't read into that too much. But Daniel James is he's a shining light for for us at the moment. Uh, Six point one million, so he's he's a very viable option. Um, I think I've got a question later about mid-price midfielders, so I'll, I'll end up coming back to him. But yeah, I think he's on my watch list. I'm probably not going to bring him in, but if he can keep up this kind of consistency for you know, 6.1 million, he could be very good value. Another player, now I added this guy to my watch list last week, uh, and since then he's had some more injury issues. Callum Robinson, five, he dropped to 5.3 million because he had a, he had some injury issues. Uh, he, he missed either game week two or game week three, I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but he got 11 points against Chelsea in game week four, goal, assist and a bonus point as well. Uh, and it was the first time I had a proper look at him. Um you know, for ninety minutes watching that watching that game, and, and he and he he passed the eye test big time. I think he's a very very good player, and he he played for Ireland during the break, but he went off with some kind of you know hamstring niggle, so he's still troubled by injury. But I think that could be a good thing because maybe if he does miss a game or two, that price might keep on falling, and if that price gets close to five million, I think he could be an absolute bargain when he's one hundred percent fit. You know he's a midfielder in FPL, but he's playing up front basically for Sheffield United. So keeping it, going to keep a close eye on him, going to keep a close eye on his injury situation and and a close eye on his price as well. Hopefully that price will drop a little bit more. Uh, last player I've added after game week four, Christian Eriksen. Obviously wasn't in our thoughts first couple of weeks because we all thought he would leave. Well, at least I thought he would leave. Uh, I'd say he probably thought himself he would leave Spurs. But he finds himself still there now. Uh, got a goal in the North London Derby. Price has dropped a little bit as well to 8.8. Spurs have great fixtures. And as we know, a proven FPL player over the season. So Ericsson's on my watch list. Um, you know, I don't have any any Spurs at the moment. Um, I'm not looking to get Harry Kane anytime soon. So I think most likely if I was looking at a Spurs player, it's probably probably Ericsson or Hyungman's son. Um, so I've got both of those guys on my watch list now. A couple of players I've removed now um, following game week four. No surprises here, really. Juan Bissaka 
Only one clean sheet for United so far this season, which was the game against Chelsea in game week one, and we were very lucky to keep a clean sheet in that game. You know, Chelsea had the woodwork a couple of times. Um, so yeah, I just I still don't have any faith in United defensively, so I'm not interested in Juan Bissaka. He's gone from the watch list. I think he, he pulled out of the England squad as well with some kind of injury, so anyone who has him, you're going to have to keep an eye out uh, for this week's press conference. For an update, you know, quite often international break injuries tend to clear up very quickly once uh, once the next game week comes around. But but you never know, there could be something to that one. Uh, Willy Bolly, Wolves, red card, gone from the watch list. Uh, mainly because I just don't really like Wolves now. I think I'm probably just going to avoid Wolves with this Europa League. You know, they're playing very strong lineups. They're going to take Europa League very seriously. We've seen it in game week four that, you know, they, they, there was a bit of rotation there. I got stung by Jota getting benched. Um, I think that could happen to any of the Wolves players, you know, over the next couple of weeks and months. So I think they're just an easy avoid for me. So that's why bolly has gone from the watch list. Uh, Ceballos at Arsenal as well. I've removed him from a watch list. You know, he was quite popular maybe a week or two ago after his debut. You know, struggled against Liverpool and then didn't start in the North London derby. So, you know, in FPL, you you, you don't want to be worrying about players getting starts. You want to have as many of your players getting 90 minutes as possible. And at the moment, Ceballos just doesn't look like he's going to get 90 minutes week in, week out. So I'm not interested. You know, I'll, I'll see how he goes maybe next week or two and maybe come back to him. But for the moment, I've got no interest. Uh, last one I'll mention here is Emerson, Chelsea. You know he's been he's been passing the eye test. Um, you know, he's been getting forward. I think he hit the woodwork against United in game week one. You know he's getting shots away. Looks like he can you, can, you know chip in with assist as well. But just look at his FPL points. He's he's played four games and he's got a total of four FPL points. Absolutely awful, averaging one point a game. Um, so that's not what you want when you're paying what 5.5, 5.6, whatever he costs uh, for a defender. No clean sheets for Chelsea. You know they're a bit like United. I'm just going to avoid until I see improvement there. Uh, Emerson as well, a, a bit like Juan Basaka, seems to have a bit of an injury now, so keep an eye out for the press conference for that one. I think he was taken off after about 10 minutes for, for Italy during the week. By by the sounds of it, it's nothing major, but you know he could, he could still end up missing game week five. So just keep an eye on that one um, if you've got him or if you're thinking about you know bringing him in, just be careful on that one. Moving away from the watch list now, I'm uh, going to tackle a few questions from Twitter. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. First one from FPL Prince, a very good Twitter account, FPL Prince. Be sure to give him a follow. Um, the Prince asks, who is the best mid-priced midfielder? So the Prince mentions Mason Mount, Ceballos, Awobi, and James. They all have an argument. He says he favours Mason Mount but he wants to know what my thoughts would be so I probably agree with the Prince here I think out of those four Mount, Ceballos, Awobi and Dan James I think Mount is still the guy I like most out of those guys I mentioned Ceballos don't like him because he's not getting starts week in week out Awobi I'm just going to give him a little bit more time I think he could be a very good option James is has been very consistent but he plays for Man United, and Man United just don't fill me with confidence at the minute when it comes to FPL. I would have more faith in Chelsea at the moment, at least as an attacking force. And you know, Mason Mount has been has been excellent the first couple of weeks. So 
that is where I would go out of those four. Mason Mount, I still really like him. He's probably one of the guys, one of the players I don't have who I would like to have. But the way my team's set up at the moment, I'm probably not going to be able to get him anytime soon. Uh, next question came from Jono Forwood. Uh, Jono asks, which Arsenal player would you pick to take advantage of their amazing fixture run? So I've got the Arsenal fixtures here in front of me. Arsenal have Watford, Aston Villa, Man United, Bournemouth, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace in the next six. So very nice run. You'd probably even you know include Man United at the moment as a good fixture there, the way we've been playing. Uh, it's not a daunting fixture for Arsenal, that one whatsoever. Uh, probably a game I would say there should be a good few goals in that one um, which Arsenal player would I pick I think the obvious answer is probably Aubameyang um, you know we've seen Lacazette get benched already this season I know there might have been some you know it might have been an injury that might have been the reason for that but when it comes to Arsenal overall I find it very hard to trust them because of the manager you know we've seen it last season with Aubameyang and Lacazette getting rotated from time to time he's just he's worse than you know we call Guardiola the 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 king of rotation but I actually think Emery's worse so that that's why I'm always reluctant to go to Arsenal even when they do have good fixtures um if I was if I had a team structure where I had a premium striker I would think about Aubameyang Um, I've been very impressed by this guy Pepe as well in, in his first couple of games he's you know he's Definitely got the potential to be an excellent FPL asset. He's just lacking, you know, uh, that cutting edge in front of goal so far. But I think if I had to make, you know, if I was looking to buy an Arsenal player this week, it would be Aubameyang. Next question was from Luke Zamet. Luke asks, is two Liverpool defenders on a wild card this week a good idea? I... I think if I was on a wild card during this international break, I would probably be looking at just one Liverpool defender, and that would probably be Alexander Arnold. I think he's by far and away the best of the three or four, if you include Matt up there now, but there's still always question marks over his place in the team. Trent Alexander Arnold, you know, if I had to say there's two if there's if there's two players that are close to essential this season, I would probably say it's De Bruyne and Alexander Arnold. Um Looking at Liverpool's fixtures, very good fixture this weekend against Newcastle, but then it's pretty tricky. In the next five, they have Chelsea, Leicester, Man United and Spurs. So I don't foresee an awful lot of clean sheets there for Liverpool, which is why I probably wouldn't double up on a wildcard this week. I'd probably just go for Trent, probably Salah, and that might even be it. I'd probably just go with two. Uh, Firmino would probably come into consideration as well. You know, given it's easier to get him alongside Salah than it is to get Manny and Salah. But, um, yeah, the answer to that question simply, I probably would just go with Trent on a wild card this week. Um, and I'd probably, you know, I'm in a 4-4-2 now, but I think if I was on a wild card, there's so many, you know, cheap striking options, I would probably be moving to a to a 3-4-3 most likely. Um, next question is from Adam. Adam asks... A good question here because I'd actually forgotten about Chris Wood. You know, everyone is obsessed with Ashley Barnes at the moment. Um, but Adam asks, could Chris Wood be an option if you can't afford Barnes? So I I want to replace Jota. I don't have any cash in the bank. So if I want to get Barnes, I need to do another transfer. I need to use my two frees and free up some cash. Um, or... 
I could just do one free transfer and carry the other one and just do Jota to Chris Wood. I think they're both 6.3. So Wood has been dropping in price while Barnes has been rising in price. Now, Wood, he's only he hasn't scored yet this season. Um, so for me, the question is, could Wood be an option? I think he could be an option, but I would much rather just find the cash for the player who I want. Find the cash for the player who's in form. Uh, and that is Ashley Barnes. So that's what I'll be doing. You know, it's tempting to just get Wood and hope that he turns it on. But I would much rather just get the player who's in form uh, and, and pay the extra point four or whatever it is. Um, I'll talk more about that when it comes to my it comes to my transfers shortly. Next question is from Sean McCall. Um, Sean says Tammy Abraham, Ashley Barnes, and Sebastian Allaire are all looking like strong options, but if you had to put money on it, which one of them will be a big letdown? So yeah, uh, Tammy, Barnes and Allaire all look you know, very good options. Three players that are in my thoughts this week to replace Jota. Um, if I had to pick one of them to be a, a letdown, I'm, I'm re- I've been really impressed by uh, Allaire last couple of weeks. Uh, I watched a couple of highlights of him uh, in the last couple of days, and I really like Allaire. Uh, I just wish he was a little bit cheaper, that he was easier to get to from Jota. I really like Barnes as well, um, first couple of weeks, and you know second half of last season as well. So I think if, if I had to pick one of these guys to be a letdown, I'm going to say Abraham, but I don't think any of them will be a letdown. I think all three are very, very good options. Uh, and I hope I choose the right one this week. Um, but yeah, if I had if I had to make a call, I'll say Abraham, mainly because probably because you know it's it's probably a smaller sample size with him, um, and you know Barnes has been doing well for a long period of time now. Allaire has really impressed me. I think he could score a lot of goals this season, um, and I'm just not 100% convinced on Abraham just yet. Last question this week from. Uh, Jordan, uh, good question here. Jordan asks, who is my favourite FPL player of all time? Uh, I think that's an easy one. I'm going to say Riyad Mahrez when Leicester won the league. He was 5.5 million in game week one. I got him in game week one and I owned him for 38 game weeks and he was an absolute legend and always will be a legend. He's not doesn't do much in FPL nowadays. There's always a rotation worry because he plays for Pep Guardiola but Back in that season, he was he was unbelievable. So that's that's an easy answer there. Moving on now to captaincy and possible transfers for the weekend. Uh, I put a poll on Twitter uh, this morning. It got around around five thousand votes. Um, I put Sterling, Aguero, Manny, and Salah in that one. So the vote returned. Sterling came out on top with thirty eight percent. Salah was second with 32%, so not an awful lot between those two. A little bit further back in third uh, was Aguero with 24%, and Manny got just 6%. Um, one thing I don't like about Twitter is you can only include four options when you do a poll. I wish you could do more because you know, you'd probably put De Bruyne in there and maybe one or two others as well to get a you know bigger and clearer picture of captaincy. You know, in certain you know game weeks like this, where there's a lot of very good options, but that is how the vote returned today. Um, I've got Salah and Sterling. I'm currently on Sterling. I'm not a hundred percent 
uh, set on that yet. I want to see, I'm recording on Tuesday, I want to see does Sterling play for England again tonight. I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets a rest. Um, uh, Salah, Salah has had a nice rest during international break, so there's obviously that's a good uh, a good thing for people who want to captain him this weekend. I think the long and short of it is Salah and Sterling are both excellent options this week, and I think whatever I do, it'll be a, probably a fifth week in a row where I get where I make the wrong call. But thinking about it quite simply, um, I just think Newcastle are capable of frustrating uh, Liverpool. Uh, we've seen them frustrate Spurs. Now Liverpool are a much better side than Spurs at the moment. Um, and I think you know Liverpool will score a couple of goals there. But I just think if Norwich come out and play the way they did against Liverpool, uh, against City this weekend, you know if they don't sit back and they just try and play their own game and try and score a couple of goals themselves, I think that will play into City's hands and City could easily score four, five, six goals. They'll just pick them off. Norwich have so many injury issues defensively as well. They're missing their best centre-backs. The guy Leitner, who's been playing well in midfield as well. Is it Leitner? No, I think it's Tribal actually is injured now as well. I think I've seen the right back Aaron's limped off for England during the week. So they're falling like flies. You know, it's going to be a patched up defence for Norwich. Um, Man City, best team in the league, score the most goals. So I think, I think I'll be on Sterling this weekend. If I had Aguero, I think I'd be on Aguero. You know, just like last week, I think Aguero will do very well in game week five. Uh, moving on now to talk a little bit more about my options this week. Again, I haven't given you know captaincy and transfers too much thought yet. I always like to just let all the internationals uh, finish out before you know thinking too much about the weekend because a lot can change. One or two injuries, you know, tonight and the internationals can change your plans completely. So there's no point doing you know too much research until they're over. Um, I've got two frees. I'm definitely selling Jota. Uh, Barnes and Allaire are the two most likely guys I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go for one of those guys I'm not sure yet who probably most likely Barnes because he is cheaper he's easier to get to I really like his fixtures Burnley have Brighton Norwich Villa Everton in the next four um, so I like those fixtures for Ashley Barnes um, I'm just looking at Allaire's fixtures here Allaire's are good as well it's Villa Man United Bournemouth Crystal Palace um, the biggest problem I have is to get either of those guys. I need to I need to make a transfer that I don't want to make. So I'm very happy with my squad. There's nobody I want to sell, but to upgrade Jota, I have to sell someone. So it's either going to be selling Robertson for Van Dyke, which I don't really want to do because I really like Robertson. It's selling Zinchenko to free up some cash, but I want to keep him. It's Maybe selling John McGinn, you know, I think I need to free up about 0.3 or 0.4. So it would be selling John McGinn down to a 5.2, 5.3. Again, I like McGinn's fixtures, so I want to keep him. So it's really tricky this week. I think a lot of people are probably in the same position as me. If they're trying to get rid of Jota and they don't have any cash, you know, you've got to, you've got to make a downgrade somewhere, which is pretty frustrating. So I just don't like, you know, I don't like. Chris Wood, I don't like any of the other players that are 6.3 million or less, so I'm probably reluctantly going to have to get rid of of one of those guys. Probably most likely Robertson, I'd say, you know, for Van Dijk, because it feels like the least risky one. You know, at least if Liverpool do get a clean sheet, you know, at least I'll still have Van Dijk. But you just know if I do sell Robertson this week that he'll go and get his first 
his first assist or he'll get himself on the score sheet. So yeah, it's I'm really undecided. You know, it, it could be anyone, it could be it could be Zinchenko, it could be Robertson, it could be John McGinn. I think I'll be losing one of those three uh, reluctantly this week. Um and I also, you know, as I said, I haven't given it too much thought yet. I haven't ruled out possibly even doing three transfers if it makes if it, if it allows me maybe to keep Robertson. Um, maybe maybe do two frees and then do another one for a minus four. So again, it's only Tuesday, it's early days, so I need to give it a lot more thought. Um, but one thing for sure is Jota is going for either Allaire or Ashley Barnes. A um, couple of things to mention before I finish up. Um, I test podcasts. If you want to hear podcasts, you know, I record a podcast after every game I watch on my Patreon page. You'll find a link to that in my Twitter bio. It's patreon.com forward slash FPL general. At the same time, you're getting extra content from me, but you're also supporting me in working full time from home in FPL. So any support there is much appreciated. Um, match reports from game week four from the match from the season ticket holders are on the website fplgeneral.com there's a little update there about the elite 64 mini league as well from ben mcnair that just went up today um i had a big uh myself and my wife were out on saturday uh we had a big session on saturday uh intended to go out just for a couple of hours you know as we always do and come home early but it never goes to plan so I was absolutely dying with a hangover on Sunday uh, and I recorded a Fantasy Weekly podcast on Sunday with James, uh, Holly and FPL Dave. And if you want if you want some entertainment this week, um, give that one a listen when it's available because I, I probably sound like a different person. I don't even really remember recording it or what, what I said in that one. So um, if you want to hear me suffering through a podcast with a severe hangover check out the fantasy weekly podcast it'll be available on wednesday uh, from 2 p.m as always i'll be taking part in the grand weekend contest on fantasy bet it's a daily fantasy website five pound fifty to enter a team just for game week five and there's two and a half thousand pounds up for grabs there uh, 18 plus and begambleaware.org enjoy the rest of your week Enjoy the rest of the international break. As I say, a couple of more days and we'll be back at it. Hopefully green arrows all round in game week five. Um, and I'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Cheers for listening, folks. Uh, and I'll talk to you all soon.